Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, Master of Resilience Implementer, TEDx speaker, business positioning strategist, and international best-selling author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 90 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community. Interact with the listeners, interact with the guests that I bring on the show, and continue the conversations right there in the Facebook group. I ask that you subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya app, the Google Play Music app, Pandora, and available on YouTube at Life Transformation Radio. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe wherever it is you listen to podcasts. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing human beings that are impacting the world around them. And my guest today does exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, go ahead and give us a call at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please help me welcome to the show my guest for today. Hey, very excited to bring you Sharifa Hardy. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm super pumped to have you on the show. Uh, I was lucky enough to be on your show and have a great, great conversation. And I look forward to carrying that forward today. And just by what I know about you, I mean, you have, have been doing this a while. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to have, you know, a pro sitting here with me today. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a pro. I can consider myself someone who's been doing this for a long time. I launched my first blog talk radio show in 2009, and since then I've done about five or six different shows. And I just appreciate you spending your time and taking your time to be a guest on my show, The Roundtable Talk Show. And we're going to have to have you back one day because usually we have up to five guests um, on your show Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, there were only the two of you, and I really just want to show you the whole roundtable talk show in our open, honest, authentic conversations that we have. 
in a roundtable discussion. Yeah, well, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a really great show, and I think we had a really great time. Uh, the guests that you have on there are absolutely incredible. So the title of this episode is How to Discover the Entrepreneur in You with talk show host Sharifa Hardy. She is a business consultant, talk show host, and influencer. Sharifa was a Long Beach City Council candidate in the 2020 March 3rd primary election. With over 25 years of business experience, Sharifa has positioned herself to become one of the top executives in entertainment, business, politics, and a person on the rise. She is the host of Ask Sharifa videocast and podcast, as well as the talk show Roundtable with Sharifa Hardy. Sharifa is also the author of Signs You Might Be an Entrepreneur, How to Discover the Entrepreneur in You, and the ebook Everything You Need to Know About Social Media Marketing. Sharifa built her first website in 1994 and has had an online presence ever since. She launched her first radio show in 2009 and is passionate about business. Sharifa was laid off over eight times, yet didn't quit. She used the experience and knowledge she gained working for these companies to benefit the businesses she now consults. Her website is com. Her Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are right there in the show notes. Connect her. Send her a friend request, letting her know that you listened to her episode of Life Transformation Radio. Now, the first question I have to ask, and I believe is the most important question you can ever ask yourself, is why? Why do you do well, what you do? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and answer that. And I love that question because it's the number one question that people ask me is the why. Why do I do what I do? And sometimes I wish I had more of a profound or deep answer for, for it. But it all started in 1994 when I was a mom. I had my first baby. And I wanted to be at home with my children. And I knew even then that the Internet was the one way that I could be at home, work from home, make money, and still raise my children. So my focus in everything that I do, everything that I've always done has been for my children, for my family, and then now see my three and 26. So it's expanded because they don't need me as much into helping people you know, other people, helping entrepreneurs, helping business owners. So my why is to be of service to to the world. I love it. And I love that you want to be a person of service. It seems like in today's climate, it was a lot different back in 94, a lot different back in 2009. It seems like, it seems like, People want it to just happen Mm -hmm. for themselves. But what I know about building businesses since 2004 is that you have to be a person of value and you have to be a person of service. Most Mm -hmm. people won't promote other businesses because they think that that's their competition and they can't promote their competition. And people have found out during this podcast age that if you collaborate more than compete, you actually get ahead. So I love mm-hmm. that you mentioned that you, you would be a person of service. Yes, absolutely. So 1994, you built your first website. 
What do you remember the hosting platform that was in 1994? No, I don't. Interesting question, but I really don't. I I think a lot of people that I talked to from that, like my uncle, uh, used to build websites, you know. And then I remember Windows 95, and I remember games like Duke Nukem 3D and Wolfenstein and all those others. I remember the BBS system. Um, I rem- I think it I think it was CompuServe if I remember right back in 1994. It may have been. It was CompuServe. But you know the funny thing is that it's like that's interesting because I never thought about who was before GoDaddy. But one of the things that I do now when I call GoDaddy, <laughs> who is my current host, anytime the the representative who answers the phone starts with they'll they'll say, "Okay, do you know how to get to your C panel?" And I go, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Before you start with those questions, take a look at my customer ID. I have been with you guys since the 90s. So let's move this up to sysadmin conversation. And it, and it changes the whole entire conversation because I've been with GoDaddy for about 20 years. Oh, wow. Wow, GoDaddy, okay. Yeah, I don't know who was, because I know who was before Google, and that was Ask Jeeves. And he would yes. go to like yes. ask.com or something and he would just like ask all your stuff. So I remember ask yes. Jeeves, you know, and then Google came out, but yeah, I don't know who was, I don't know, maybe it was CompuServe. It's just, it it's, may that's, have what, that's what <laughs> I, that's what I see in my head. Um, so the show is all about the transformations that we go through. And I, and I love your why I got some kids of my own and, and, uh, and, you know, my wife and I will get into a disagreement about, you know, oh, there's another speaking engagement that you're flying out to or another event that you got to go to or another this and this. Oh, you want to start another podcast? And I just look at it as I'm doing it for the kids. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for the mm-hmm. kids. Like, this is, this is the business. Like, this is the entrepreneur life. As long but as you've you know been what, doing John, it. I did, I, I'll let yeah. you ask your question. I didn't mean to cut you off, but the people who know me know I tend to do that. Because I don't want to go away from the point of we were discussing your your wife, and I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that that information. But what most people don't understand is being an entrepreneur is very difficult on relationships. It's very difficult on marriages. You know, mm-hmm. my father mm-hmm. has been in business in California since 1985. That's just how long he's been in business here since we've been in California. But my dad is a business owner. He's an entrepreneur. He's always done for himself. But when I got married and I've been divorced twice, people who are used to going to a a government job or a city job or a set job, they don't understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We lead our lives more where the spirit leads us to go. It's not like we're going to be doing the same thing every day, and not everyone can handle it. But when people start to see the benefits of all the sacrifices you made, that's when all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, I see why you did it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're 100% right. And there's a sort of transformation that happens, you know, the, and we're going to talk about how to discover if you are that entrepreneur. But I'm curious about your transformation. The whole point of the show is to talk about the transformations that we go through, the transformations that our businesses have gone through, and the transformation that we can um, create in other people's lives. So what would you say is your transformational moment that have changed your life and put you on the path to what you're doing today? 
my transformational moment is when I really began to see that this is my purpose here on earth. This is my purpose in life is to help other people because I often talk about an argument I had with God. Like I literally had an argument with God where he said to me, Sharifa, I want you to help people. And I was like, I am not helping them people. I'm going to go get a job. And I was laid off eight times. There are certain times in there where I would get a job against what God told me to do, and I would be laid off six months later. And, again, God would say, help people. And I would say, I'm getting a job. And then I would get the job, and I would be laid off six months. So the transformation came when I really said, you know what, I hear and I obey. I understand that what I'm supposed to be doing is helping people as opposed to just trying to help myself, just being satisfied with the money that I make. You know, I tell people nothing says I love you like direct deposit. That That's, that's the I love you for me, knowing that on a certain day <laughs> and a certain time that that money is going to be in the bank. Wow. But the life of an entrepreneur is – there are no guarantees. It's one of those you eat what you kill. You know, it's, excuse the, yep. the um, you know the the yep. harm in it, but it's an expression. You know, and everybody can't live like that. So I had to just transform mm-hmm. into a person who knows that no matter what, everything is going to be provided for me. Everything is going to be taken care of for me, mm-hmm. even though I don't have that direct deposit. I don't have that security of having a job. Mm, so well said. Can you say everything word for word like you just? Like you just <laughs> it's so good though, and it's so right. I mean, I I spent twenty years in the military. That mm-hmm. guaranteed paycheck was sweet, except yes, in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, when I didn't get a paycheck, that was weird. Because like, oh, the military, mm-hmm. the government shut down. The military's not even getting a paycheck. We're like, what? I don't even get a paycheck for a month. And then it mm-hmm. kind of just set everything in motion. And then that was the moment. And I had a business too. I mean, I had in 2011, I had a, I had a business. Uh, I, I started. My wife and I started a company called Vintage Dreams, and we were hmm. basically we were pickers. That's basically what we were. We were pickers. We sold. Uh, so, so we bought storage units at auction. And then mm-hmm. we would sell at flea market. We would buy at flea markets and flip and sell. Um, mm-hmm. We used to watch HGTV shows like 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 flipping shows, um, mm-hmm. flea market flipper or whatever that flea market show was that you like buy furniture and flip it. And like we did all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then we had a storefront and we would buy, sell, and trade. And we did that. And we were doing four thousand dollar weekends, you know, mm-hmm. in San Antonio, Texas. We were doing four thousand dollar weekends. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was crazy how, how how that was. And we didn't get a paycheck for a month. And it was that moment mm-hmm. where I'm like, man, like if I sucked as an entrepreneur, I'd be really screwed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we look at the pandemic going on right now, and people who thought they had a guaranteed job do not mm-hmm. have a job right now. Right. And so all the entrepreneurs now are like, well, am I a good entrepreneur? Am I going to get paid? Like, what's going to happen? And oh, I got to pivot online. And But it's the transformation that one goes through as an entrepreneur will hopefully go through this pandemic without, without an issue. Of course, some of your income might go away. But if in the beginning you 
you put into your business plan like a recession proof or you know COVID nineteen proof like we see all the time like COVID nineteen proof your business. Well, a little late for that. You need to do that mm-hmm. right away so the transformations that you go through in business are already built into your business plan. At least that's what I think. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, but I, I think what happens is well, on one of, on one of my shows, I was speaking to someone who said that because of where they were in Florida, they were used to hurricanes. So they were able to make the transition from working in the office to working from home and having all their employees working from home in three hours. So people go, okay, well, how could I have known that COVID was going to hit? It's not specifically about COVID. It's just about having exit strategies and plans in place just in case something happens. And so you find that the people who are most successful are the people who have plans in case just something happens. It's not that they were tipped off or that they knew COVID was going to happen, but they have set up their business in such a way that they can operate no matter what. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Absolutely, absolutely. So we have your why, an amazing transformational moment. Not everybody argues with God. <laughs> I know. Pretty good I, I think they do. They just, moment. they just don't realize that they do. You know what I mean? I think we do it all the time. We, we think about something we're supposed to do. We have a mission. We have a dream. We have a vision, some, something that inspires us, and we know it's what we're supposed to do, but for whatever reason, we don't. And that's the thing. A lot of people, you know, don't realize it, but that's what God wants us to do. We're here for a purpose. We put on earth for a purpose, but sometimes because we're afraid, we don't stand in our purpose. And so they may not think, oh, I'm arguing with God, but God gave you a mission. He gave you a purpose. Do what you came here to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was born and raised Roman Catholic and mm-hmm. uh, did all the, did everything I was supposed to do for that and uh, catechism and confirmations and I did all that stuff. And then I joined the military and then I got away from God and my life sucked. And, you know, then, then I you know, <laughs> came back after my, uh, after my dark night of the soul, if you will. Been there, been there. Yeah. Have you ever... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever have, now I always wanted to be like, you know, I never hear God and God is this mean, awful person. And because in the Bible, he's killed millions of people. And, you know, I just thought these really bad things. But mm-hmm. as I've because I wasn't taught as a Catholic to have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. it was you need to do these penance and you need to go to this and you go to this, go to this and all these good deeds. And then you'll go to heaven and all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. as I matured and I found a, a non-denominational church, and they just said, look, have a relationship. Open the door and have a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So back in 2014, came back to God after uh, like decade of, of just running away, right? Have you mm-hmm. ever l- not really like heard an audible – it's not really – it really isn't an audible like, hey, Sean, you should do this. But it's like something in your mm-hmm. chest, something in your heart, something in your mm-hmm. mind that says this would be a good idea, or you get this feeling, you know, that you should do something, or this feels right, right? And you ever mm-hmm. had this had that happen to you? And you go, wait, seriously, God, really, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I have yeah. that happen too many times, too too many, way too many times. And you mentioned being raised um, Catholic, Roman Catholic. I was raised Muslim, and so I, I did like wow. that. 
as an adult, I went to a non-denominational church because I was on this search for that relationship. And so I got out of organized religion because it's my belief that if you put any person on an island, there's something in them. There's that small voice in them that says, you know what, I might need some shelter. You know what, I might need some food. You know what, I might Mm -hmm. need this. I might need that. And so that's that inner voice. And to me, and this is just the world according to Sharifa, that's the voice of God speaking to you because the whole point of all this, in my humble opinion, is survival. It's for us humans to survive on earth. So I believe it would be an unfair God to put you, just put you somewhere and not give you anything to any directions or any guidance along the way. Mm. Yep. Yep. 100%. I firmly believe that. I just thought, I, I don't know, I just wanted to ask that. I don't know, for for whatever reason, it just came to me. I was like, you know, there's been a couple times um, early on in my speaking career. You know, I got asked to speak mm-hmm. at a church, and uh, I said, "Well, I guess." You know, uh, I I wrote a book in 2016, and the pastor I gave it to the pastor, and he used my book as a sermon series. It was like a mm-hmm. like a two three week uh, like sermon series that he did on on transformation of you know, what happens before what happens during, what happens after, you know, the process of you coming to Christ and all that. Like, like what's the process? Like, what happens to you? So just, like, created a sermon series about it. And then mm-hmm. uh, I was asked to, to, to give a little talk, you know, to speak. And I've been speaking forever, so that wasn't the issue. What the issue mm-hmm. was was I got off the stage, I was like, that felt really good. And what was like, that was really good. Everybody at the editor was like, hey, you're really good. I'm like, oh, I know I'm a great speaker. And then I said, thank you so much, God, and, and you know, I appreciate the, the moment and everything. And then I said, you know, whatever your will is. And then I heard it. I literally, I laughed out loud as I was, as I was praying. I laughed out loud when he said, you should be a pastor. I was like, ha, ha, what? <laughs> what? And I looked at the wife and I was like, God wants me to be a pastor. She's like, nope, God's wrong. <laughs> I am no pastor's wife. That's exactly what she said. She goes, nope, mm-hmm. God's wrong. I am no pastor's wife. <laughs> okay, like, but let me, let me just say know. this, though, Sean. Let me just say this, and this is like because I love having these conversations, but what do you think is happening with all these church buildings closed? The people are being forced Mm. to go out past the building that is the church and go out to the people, and that's what what all the prophets did. They were amongst the people. And so when you're pastoring, you're just delivering a message, and what is your message about? Transformation. Is that not the the message from Scripture from the beginning of time? It is transformation. Yep. How do you transform your life? That's what healing is. You you have to go from yep. one form into another, which is a transformation, in order to heal. You cannot stay in the same form that you were if you are healed. So you are a pastor. You're pastoring to the world. You're just doing it in a way that doesn't look like pastoring. Or gives it a title or makes it seem like super like religious clicky. But, uh, yes. but yeah, my wife was just like... Oh my gosh, you know, I am not a pastor's wife, you know. And you know, we've always served at the church, we always volunteered and and I was like, I don't know. It it felt pretty right up there. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So for the past yes. like, you know, two years, you know, the, I always joke with the wife, I'm like, So when are you gonna get your uh, sisterhood together? And she's like, You shut your face <laughs> you <know? laughs> So funny. So we I love the transformation. I love the before, during and after especially the after part. So mm-hmm. how 
have you used your why and how have you taken your transformational moment, used it to then elevate the world around you? I think the roundtable talk show is, is, is my way to elevate the world because I don't know if I mentioned it on your show, but I say it all the time. And you mentioned in, in the original introduction, I ran for Long Beach City Council, and I unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I lost. I didn't win the seat. I didn't win the city council seat. And at that point, I said, you know what, if they won't give me city council, I'm going to take the roundtable because I'm going to have a platform to have a voice to talk to people and to bring like-minded people together to, to discuss how can we make this world a better place? And so that's how I'm using everything I've always done to culminate in this one show that brings thought leaders, celebrities, experts, influencers, talk show hosts, authors, business owners, entrepreneurs together to sit down and say, okay, what can we do to make this better? And I love the show. Uh, Thank um, you. You know, when I found it, I was like, okay, let me listen to a couple. Like, this is awesome. Great conversation, a plethora of topics. It's not just, you know, one-sided to one way or the other. Like, the conversations are absolutely incredible. So I applaud you for that. Uh, But the the guests are all different. Yes, there is organic. And that's one thing that that scared people at, at the beginning is because on March 3rd, when I came up with the idea for the show, obviously I had no idea COVID was going to hit. So I was just like, okay, what are the topics? Should I create a topic for the day? Should I ask people? Should I write a list? What should I do? And then when COVID-19 hit and that's all anyone was talking about, I said, okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start with this discussion. And what happened, and I was blown away, it kind of took on a life of its own, is that people would just start talking, and we would never know where the conversation would go. So now, before the show, guests will email me, and they say, Sharifa, I'm going to be on your show tomorrow. Can you tell me the topic? And I just write back and say, I would recommend that you watch a few of the shows because it's a very organic conversation. The, the, the conversation mm-hmm. can go anywhere, and they do, and they go on the show, and they're like, you know what, that is so interesting. I loved it because there was no real set topic. It was just people coming together to talk. And isn't that usually what happens at net, networking events? Like you go to a networking event, the networking ex- yep. event starts at 3. People get there at about 2.40, right? So they, what do they do? They sit down at a table, and they're like, hi, I'm Sharifa. I do marketing. What do you do? And that's kind of how it, it, the show happens. We just introduce ourselves, and we talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So when I started uh, Life Transformation Radio back in February of 2017, it was – I have 15 questions. I need to get all through 15 questions. I need to ask as many questions as I can. And as a host, I tried to kind of interact, but I didn't want to take away from the guests. And just kind of feeling it out, right? Six months after that, I was like, well, let me, let me get rid of a couple questions that I'm not really getting great answers to. Maybe they're not great because I feel like you ask better questions, you're going to get really great answers. So I know the yeah. questions that were being asked, and I said, well, this one, I only get like a little bit of an answer. Uh, let, let's just delete that. It kind of seems like a redundant one anyways because I see that they're covering this beforehand. And so I got down from like 15 questions to like 11 questions, and then I kind of just played with the with the show, kind of see what was going to happen. And then I said, okay, this is this is our format. And then a year later, I'm like, well, 
how am I with the format? Let's see what we can just kind of play around with. So a couple episodes, I was kind of playing around with stuff and see how it felt. But towards the end of 2018, you know, into 2019, I decided that, you know, I was on a couple shows that we weren't really like talking about a certain topic. We talked about what, mm-hmm. what like the theme of the show is, but there was like a set topic. And a lot of times as a, as a podcast host, I get inundated with emails from publicists and things mm-hmm. like the guests could talk about these three things. I'm like, well, I don't talk about those three things. I talk about transformation, you know, like mm-hmm. this is what we talk about. So in 2019, I decided that I'm going to rebrand the show as conversations that transform because I want mm-hmm. it to be conversational. And I noticed that mm-hmm. that's where the shows were going to. I speak at all the podcast events, Outliers Podcast Festival, New Media Summit, PodFest, Podcast Movement. I speak at all the podcast events. And what I noticed was that the shows were getting away from an interview-based to mm-hmm. a real, authentic, valuable conversation that people could get into. You know, and it was super interesting to see that it wasn't so much about the guest. It was more about the value that guest was bringing and the transformation that would happen, which solidified mm-hmm. what I, I thought was going to happen in the podcast space. And now it, it's just an organic conversation. And, mm-hmm. and the show has but, grown tremendously. Yeah, you know why the show has grown tremendously? Because you've grown tremendously. You know, and that's one of the things that I tell the guests before the roundtable talk show, before we live, we're live. I tell them, the roundtable talk show is a conversation. It is not a forum. And so you give the people the opportunity to speak freely because so often in life, people have to wait for permission to speak. So I just say, look, you have the permission. Whatever comes to your mind, whatever you're thinking, if you have a question, if you have a comment, say it. And those are the shows that are our best. Now, I want to go back to another thing that you said when you were talking earlier about God telling you to be a pastor one of the things I just noticed in what you said about the changes that you made in your show, you said, I feel like there are too many questions. I feel that this show should go this way. That's that small voice inside of you that allows you to trust the direction that you need to go because it comes to you as a feeling. It's not a thought. It's not something in your mind. It's not necessarily even logical. You don't have proof and evidence that this show is going to work in a particular way, but you trust your feeling and you trust your intuition to guide you to where you're going to go, which is success. I love that. Yeah, I like that a lot. So did you notice Perfect. it or was that, did I just make that up? What you, you were saying when you were talking, no, you were like, I, just, I feel I, I, like there are too many questions. I feel, and I, when I listen <laughs> to people, because I talk to a lot of people, I, if they use words like feel, I'm more likely to work with them and talk to them and resonate on the same level. People who sure. just sometimes like, I think, I think, okay, but okay, is that your mind talking to you or is that are you really being guided mm-hmm. to do what you came here to do? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can get caught up in our thoughts and sometimes our thoughts can be so um, mm-hmm. a part of our fears because we're trying to think it out. We're trying to rationalize it out. And nothing, no one, no prophet, nothing in Scripture has ever happened by somebody just saying, I think the Red Sea should part. No, it's all just a feeling that if I keep going, (laughs) these seas will part. Right. Yeah, I was, 
internalizing what you were saying with the growth and I was kind of thinking back to 2017 when I first started out. Man, I came out swinging, man. I had Frank Shankiewicz, the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, on my show. Um, Zig Ziglar's son, Tom Ziglar. I had Bruce Buffer from the UFC. I had um, Dr. Greg Reed, who wrote the book uh, Three Feet from Gold with Sharon Lecter. I had big, big, big names on there. And I look now, three years later, at, at the guests that I have on, and it's like I've grown so much that every guest is special to me. It's not just, oh, my God, they're a big name. I'm going to freak out and, like, um, what do you call it, um, geek out or, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I love every guest that comes on the show and the conversations that we have. And every guest is special. And I learn so much from each guest. And I mm-hmm. learn so much from the conversations that we have. You know, I think before it was, oh, my God, it's a big name. I got to get ready. I got to get prepared. And then maybe it was like, I don't know, a friend of mine or somebody that I barely knew. And I'm like, all right, let's do the show. Like mm-hmm. it, now it's it's prepare like every single time, the same time. And you never know what you're going to learn. I think I think in that way, you know, I've grown even even growth minded um, have grown as a host that way for sure. Mhm. Mhm. But you have to grow because you're still here. You know what I mean? You're going to continue mm-hmm. to grow. It's the people who try a show, you know, say it didn't work. One of the things that I always talk about is when I first did my very 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 first show in 2009, I had marketed it for a month. I told everybody. I was like, "You know what? I'm doing this show. It's called Asherita Radio, and I am so happy and tune in." So, I went to do the show, and do you know I had one person who listened live? I was so hurt. My little heart was broken. And I was just like, oh, my God, I don't know if this is going to work. But what happened was I kept doing shows, and what I began to realize was that very first show that had one live listen started to have thousands and thousands of people who listened listened to it in the archives. Maybe the people who supported me were busy at that time, at that date. But, you know, they said, you know what, I love Sharifa. Mm-hmm. I support Sharifa. Let me go and check out what she's doing. They went back later or the next day or the next week. Or as people, you know, became familiar with the show, they were like, well, let me listen to it. And so what I learned is no matter who shows up, no matter who tunes in, no matter who listens live, give your best show ever. And I just really took it up, you know, another level as far as the show that I brought, no matter if I had one person live or if it was just me talking, it would never seem like it. It was the best show in the world. So because you love people, Sean, people love you. People resonate at your level. If you're giving love, people are going to give you love. But I still need some love, and I need all those names that you mentioned of the big people. I need them on the round table too, but I'm just saying. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Go to your Rolodex, Sean. Yeah, go, go to Sharifa needs them. Sharifa needs them. Give these people, tell them to go to the round yep. table. Oh, yeah. I was already thinking about what, what shows I could get you on because I have um, a friend of mine, Robert Thibodeau, who uh, has a show called the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is absolutely an amazing show. He's a, he's a true man of God. He used to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the military. So I'm already thinking about shows. I'm like, wow, just based on our conversation, uh, I, I got a couple shows that I could definitely 
have you as a guest on and then vice versa, they, they would be on your show. I think it would be absolutely incredible. So I try to give back in that way too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. But do you get a reputation yep. like that, Sean? See, and people don't understand this. 26 years I've been doing this and you cannot Google one negative word on me because I help. I give, I do a lot. I'm one of those people that move mountains sometimes and other people don't know that I was the one who moved that mountain. I'm the one who, you know, will consult on certain businesses and do certain things. I just love to help people. So, yes, I would love to be on any guest a guest on any show that you dream of and at 3 o'clock in the morning if you wake up and it just comes to you, that voice is like, Sharifa needs to be on this show, just know it's a yes, okay? Because <laughs> I'm just here to serve. I'm just here to help people in any way that I can be of service. I would love to. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely email connect you after uh, after the show for sure. So with that said, and as we start to close the show, I'm curious um, so you have your, your ask Sharifa show, right? Mm-hmm. You have the round table with, with Sharifa Hardy, which is amazing, mm-hmm. but you have your book signs. You might be mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, how to discover the entrepreneur news. So the time that we have left, what are the signs that someone might be an entrepreneur? Does- I'm going to answer that question, Sean, but I just have to tell you this before I answer your question. The reason why Mm -hmm. I wrote this book was because people kept coming up to me and they would be like, Sharifa, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I'd be like, like you, why? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? And they'd be like, because I hate my boss. And I'd be like, no, that's not it. And they like, or they'll say, uh, I hate going to work. And I'd be like, no, that's not it, right? So I really began to see that people don't really understand what an entrepreneur is. To me, an entrepreneur is that person that has, they can't stop if they want to. That's that argument with God. Like, you have to do this. You have to keep going. There's some passion that's burning. It's a calling. You know, you want to do something and you need to write about it or get it out there in the world somehow. That's an entrepreneur. Employees go to work nine to five. I, all Every entrepreneur, every business owner that I know, they work nonstop. There is no I'm off. It's this is who I am. It's like Jay-Z said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. I am a business. Ask Sharifa, Sharifa mm-hmm. Hardy. I am a business. I don't just get to say I'm closed. No, because I'm here to serve people. So uh, I, that's the focus of an entrepreneur is to go out, take their product or their service in some form of way to be of service to mankind. Mm. Love it. Oh, I love that. I mean, so isn't much. that yep. what you do, I Sean? Agree I mean, with you that. travel, you yeah. you you travel, and you have these conversations with your wife just so you can be at different places for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sometimes she'll say, "Well, you have time for everybody else, but you ain't got time for me." I'm like, "No, no, that's not it. No, that's not it." <laughs> like, but she'll she's understand. Like, you got time for all this other stuff. I'm like, that's not it. You know, and, and, no, and I wonder, like, you, is my passion for her not there or like, it is. you know, but, but no, Sean, it's just, it's just, you, this is what. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, but have you ever heard the expression, say the best for last? She's going to get the best years of her life, but they're going to be like the last 50 years. Because when you get to 
get to that point where you have more passive income and you but you're building that infrastructure mm-hmm. now so that your passive income is created and so that you and your wife can after your kids get out of school because my kids like I said are 23 and 26 oh my god like at 44 I'll, the only thing I suffer from is MPS syndrome like you know what I mean? But I can go and do and travel, and that's the, that's the blessing that she has is that everything you're doing, you're doing mm-hmm. now while you're young. And then, oh, the world opens up, and she's going to be like, ooh, I'm glad I waited. I am so glad I waited. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So with that said, how do we know if we're an entrepreneur? Is, is there, like, I'm dying to know the signs. Because some people are like, well, well, I'm just not employable, and I don't work well with others, and they come up with all these excuses. Yes, but those are just kind of more the symptoms of being an entrepreneur, not necessarily the sign. The sign really primarily Mm -hmm. is that there is something that you are driven to do. When you get up in the morning, you have to do it. Like, you can't stop it if you want to. You Like, for instance, your radio show, your podcast show, if you decided, God forbid, today that this was the last show that you do, tomorrow when you wake up, I guarantee, I guarantee that there's something else that you're going to utilize to bring your creativity and bring your gift to the world. That's the entrepreneur in you. You can't stop it if you wanted to. You, you can go and get you a job tomorrow, but at some point you're going to leave that job because you have a gift to bring to the world. And that's what an entrepreneur does. They bring their gifts, their passion, mm-hmm. that one thing that they're the only one in the world can do, the way they bring it, the way they talk about it. That's the sign that it's something driving you and that you it's a calling, that you can't stop it, you can't control it. You have to do it. Mm, yep, yep. So with the time so that in we my have, book, I want, what I, I want to give a takeaway. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, so in my book, those, I think to answer your specific question, because it's signs you might be an entrepreneur, how to discover the entrepreneur in you. So what I do is I take them through different phases of being an entrepreneur, like different ways, and, like, you should build up to franchising. And if a person can look at these different ways and understand them, then maybe that's not the life for them. So I just help them with, like, that's what I do as a business consultant. People come to me all the time with ideas. Every, there are cemeteries full of million-dollar ideas. Most people don't have the ability or take the ability to act upon those ideas. So in the book, what I do is say, if you're an entrepreneur, then you can do this thing, this thing, this thing, and this thing, and that will help you along your path. But people who are truly called to do something – they're going to get there eventually. I just want to help people because I don't just help people make money. I help people save money because too often people will come online and someone will tell them, oh, well, Sean, you know, to be a success, and you have to get a website hosting, and so pay me $500 for website hosting, and then you'll be in business. And I'm like, no, you can get website hosting for $3, for $5, but they're coming right. into a world they don't know and they don't understand. So I'm here to help them with that process to be successful. Mm-hmm. Love it. Sharif, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. This has absolutely been an amazing conversation, better than I could have ever hoped. You are an absolute rock star. Oh, thank you. Flattery gets you everywhere. 
Absolutely. And I'll make sure to connect you with a couple of hosts that I know that you'd be absolutely perfect for. Uh, if the listeners want to get a hold of you and get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? AskSharifa.com. Outstanding. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I wish you the best in the rest of 2020. Thank you. Same to you. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around her. If anything has resonated with our conversation today on Life Transformation Radio with Sharifa Hardy, please connect with her on social media at AskSharifa.com and get a hold of her, send her a friend request, letting her know that you listened to her episode of Life Transformation Radio. And I also ask that you subscribe, rate, and review Life Transformation Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.